Good evening, Gabby. Good evening, Susie. Welcome all to our witty podcast, Terry Curran's The Current View, with the Order of Hillsborough, Mr. Terry Curran. Steady away, son. Not a week you have? Yep, steady away weekend. <laughs> steady away all week and all. Steady away. What magic moments have you sourced for us this Gabby, week? Gabby, stop asking me these know, magic mad. moments. Do you see, I mean, how, can you, I how can you pick a magic moment? It's been it's been incredible the the, the goals. I, I mean we have to pick one and, I, and in fact I picked two. Um, and one of them I'm over I'm, I'm not over the moon with him. I'm I'm so excited for him. Is um, what they call him uh, Madison for Tottenham. Oh, yeah, so uh, so Romario they sent the back for Tottenham. An unbelievable goal. Mm. Um, and Madison's and all. It, it, it's, in fact Tottenham look a lot better without Kane than they did with Kane. Well, we're going to be talking about that on the um, topics of the week because I think that uh, West Ham looked better as well without Rice. And, and I think sometimes when you have that big player that moves on, it allows them other players to blossom. And I think Crystal Palace do as well without Wilfred Zahar. But um, yeah. well, when you can take Messi and Ronaldo out of all that uh, equation. Yeah. But I mean, Kane's a, a, a great player, great goal scorer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe it did uh, stifle the other players, yeah. and they maybe did feel a bit out of it. You know, it were all Tottenham were Kane, and we are Kane. They wouldn't, uh, they wouldn't even win games. Never mind anything else. But they look a better team. We'll say, and you're right about uh, West Ham. They look. He looks as though he's playing with a smile on his face now. Uh, Moyes, is that that first win of a of a trophy? And he thinks, well, I want more success now. He's tasted blood. And he's going for the juggler, isn't he? Um, yep. Tim Castling, who we have got an ask TC a little bit later in the podcast, uh, we did say to all our members of the group, the Current View group, if you have a, these are contributors, top contributors, uh, if you've got a question, and I picked uh, Tim out because Tim puts a lot of time and effort into posts into the Current View, so he has a question for you later. He's also picked a magic moment as well. So this is the magic moment from... That's brilliant to know that the fans yeah. get a magic moment, yeah. Absolutely. Tarina Savage did uh, the other week when she picked out uh, Gustav Hammer's goal for Sheffield United. She's the big Unitedite, but she has tremendous knowledge about the game. And what I love about her posts, totally unbiased. And that's what I love with the current view totally unbiased posts you're not going to get 100% of it because there are one or two one-eyed uh, football fans on there yeah, but, but even, you know I love the but unbiased even me, I mean I like to teams to play a certain way but with Sheffield yeah. Wednesday I don't mind how they play as long as they win yeah absolutely, it's weird isn't it absolutely but, so Tim's picked out uh, Jordan Pickford saves and I'll say saves because that yes. one towards the end it wasn't just a save it was a double save and it was it was truly fantastic, wasn't it? Unbelievable. See, like I said, I mean, I picked one last week, yeah, uh, which was the goalkeeper at, um, yeah. was it at Liverpool. Yeah, you did, Alice, Alisson's. Oh, what a save that was! You know, and an yeah. incredible save. I mean, I mean, you're right about Joe. For whatever he is, he made three great saves the other night against Sheffield United. A Saturday, yeah, against Sheffield did. United. Yeah, he did. I, I was watching the replay, and um, I saw a couple of his saves, and I thought. 
don't know what they're getting about excited about that. That was a decent save, but it was oh my day, oh my days, what a save! <laughs> and clearly, it was the last uh, double save that that people were talking about, and Tim Castling in particular. So thanks, Tim, for your uh, magic moment. Yeah, thank you, Tim. And it truly was a magnificent moment from Jordan Pickford. I've picked out uh, a few, uh, three hat-tricks in the Premier League uh, this week. First time yeah. in quite some time. Evan Ferguson, how good is this young kid going to be? And he didn't have to remind me, very different, of early in Ireland. Listen, mm. uh, once you give these kids the chance, yeah, you know, some of them just explode and have no fear whatsoever. Mm. And he's one of those. He's one of those young guys. What's going to go right to the top? Any powerful? Oh, it's incredible. I mean, he looks. And, and I mean, incredible. And what I'm going to say to you, and all is this: that Bellingham looks a different player altogether. But Real Madrid. I know he's playing with better yeah. quality players, but mm. it, again, you know, it, it, I mean, I saw him when 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 they played that cup game at yeah, Portsmouth. Yeah. Remember? Yeah, I do. And yeah. I said, yeah. I said, there's two or three. He looked good, really good players. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I picked him out, you know. But then he did look like a box to box player. But under Real Madrid, it looks as though he's just taken over. He's the leader. You I, know, but it's I, like, oh, mm. else, the older you get, you'll start to improve. Yeah. And the, and the greater ones go on to keep improving, don't they? It all bodes well. For the national team, and we are going to be talking yeah. about that because. By the way, I was, what I've seen, there were England are ready to offer Pep Guardiola. <laughs> if that will be the biggest, biggest lottery win in history. Absolutely. If they can get that. Absolutely, too. Uh, five star. <clears throat> excuse me. Five star Spurs was um, was one of my other magic moments. I thought they again played some tremendous football. Uh, Tottenham did. And I thought some of the goals were quite superb. OK, you could argue that the defence, they didn't get tight enough to players. Players did have a lot of room in and around the box. But I thought Son's goal in particular, his first goal, where he's just dinked it over the goalkeeper. Oh, I thought that I, was just I, delicious. I saw that today and I was fantastic. Like the what a goal that is. Yeah. And them are the goals, really, that, that take my eye. I have posted up into the Current View group the five goals that the EFL post up every week. I can't like anything on, that, on them groups because I'm, I'm banned for 17 more days. I don't <laughs> I know, know what I've you done. Are. <clears throat> I know you are. I have posted stuff of yours. In fact, I posted the uh, the Roger Wilde clip uh, on the, uh, the Current View today. And Roger is going to be in the Legends Lounge a little bit later in the podcast. And at my top uh, magic moment this week, I was sitting in my mum and dad's house on a Sunday. And I've gone, oh my dad, what a goal. What he always says, there's like teams and players, the five-a-side team there, are there? he's a five-a-side player. It's that one-two-touch football and, and Palace play like a five-a-side team. And I think there was no greater example than Edward's goal. Yeah. The way that he got the ball, little give and go, little backflip, receives it, takes it onto the right-hand side, and then it's a right-footed shot against the goalkeeper into the opposite corner. And I thought that was just that was just magnificent. When you see the ball move yeah. with one and two touches, yeah. it's an incredible... Uh, uh, 
achievement, not achievement, but it's an incredible, uh, exciting to watch because people don't know whether to go or stay, don't they? No, they don't. I still want to see people. I still want to see great players in there what can run past people because you still need that type of thing in, in your team. Yeah. But when you play, as I always mention, the tempo's not quick enough. Yeah, but, you but, do. but when you play with your tempo, right, it still yeah. has to be with accuracy. Absolutely. And Palace, whenever I've seen Palace, I love the Palace fans as well. I think they're absolutely fantastic. That one end at Crystal Palace, I just think it's as, it's as good an end as you've you got ask, in English football. You ask my two kids, I said to them, that's a great atmosphere down there. Yeah. Always has been. Mm. Always has been. What was it like playing in front of that guy? Great. I, I, I said to you, I, yeah. I said, I'm telling you, you asked Tom and Joe. Yeah, yeah. I said to them, and they said to you, what, Palace? I said, yeah, fantastic atmosphere. Mm. It, it, it's incredible. You know, I mean, there were 52,000 there one, one Friday night or something like that when they got promotion. Tony Venable took them up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it, it's an incredible place that, you know, mm. uh, it's not a fantastic ground. But the atmosphere is electric. Absolutely. Does it, as an away player and an away team playing in that atmosphere, because they always say, you know, a good home crowd like that that gets behind the team, it's as good as a goal. But is it also as good as a goal for, for players like yourself, T? You must get I, I, I can only speak for me because I can't speak for anybody else. Yeah. Uh, it didn't make a difference where I played. Mm. Right? I still wanted to play with that same enthusiasm. Yeah. But make no mistake, when you when you're playing in when you're playing there in front of uh when they when it's electric. Yes. I mean I thought I played in front of big I've played in under ninety thousand, hundred thousand, what old Wembley was. Mm. Sixty odd at Manchester United, seventy odd at Man United, fifty odd at hours. Yeah. Uh, forty nine, nearly fifty thousand at Hillsborough. Mm. But QPR were another one. Mm. Because you're on top of it. It was a great little atmosphere there. Mm. Some of the lower clubs, like, you know, when you play at them, even though there's only about four or 5,000, they make tremendous noise. Then you go, sometimes you go to Man United, or listen to it now, take away the, the, the standing area, because yeah. it used to be electric. It did used to be electric, but Palace still have that enthusiasm, don't they? They certainly do. And, and again, when you've got that electric atmosphere it must be like playing in a, a cup semi-final or a cup I final yeah and 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 i guess as well for some players that that can't cut it at, at that kind of levels you know you you certainly find out who are the men and who are the boys who's going to sink and who's going to swim and i suppose if you've got players of strong 100%. character yeah of ability 100%. and character they're uh, they're going to grow into it Absolutely, too. Uh, international break. Um, Gareth, yeah, we're all having one. <laughs> Gareth Southgate has picked his England squad. Did you, like me, go, well, A, it doesn't surprise me. He's at it again. It's, I, I thought it was incredible. And some of the players that he'd left out, you're thinking, what do they have to do to get into his, his squad? I, I can't work the fella out. Well, I've not seen the squad, but I've heard, you know, the ones, uh, you know, I'm a, I do like Harry Maguire. I like him. He's, he's a better player than that uh, Lindelof. Right? Oh, but still can't, because he did say when he took over the job, if you have to be playing. Yes, he did, yeah. Right? Mm. Yeah, so, so at the end of the day, um, 
I don't know what the squad is, but when I saw that, I thought to myself, you know. And the next thing I see is Guardiola, like I just said. I know you're going to speak about it a bit later on. But I thought to myself, please, God, just please, God. And you'll see the difference in the football. It's just, it, it's mind-boggling. You know, I don't... Yeah, people think he's done really well for England, don't they? I'm, I'm truly amazed that people watch England and think that he is the most successful manager since Alf Ramsey because he got us to semi-finals and finals. I think he's arguably... You can get to any the, final. Absolutely. You can get to any semi-final. You know, if you don't win it, it means no. Absolutely. But arguably, T, I think he's the worst England manager in my lifetime. Uh, he, he bores the backside out of me and off me. I find it an hard watch to watch England. I look at the squad that we've got, and I think we've got some fantastic players. But again, the three players, and I think they're all great lads. I like Declan Rice as a person. I think he's a lovely kid. I thought that, again, Arsenal, it all went over the top. In fact, I texted you and we had a conversation. Is He scored that goal. It's all going to be about Declan Rice. And then they had that Rice, Rice baby. I don't know what he offers a football team. I think... I just think he's. A I think very he's a good overrated. player, Gavin. But I'm like you. You know, so when you overrated. look at Madison, yeah. When, uh, everybody sees it different. We do. Yeah, we do. Yeah. I, look, I'm behind you. Yeah. I'm ninety percent behind you. Make no mm. mistake on that. But I, I, I think he's a good player. Yeah. And I think, I mean, we were talking about this on phone the other day. You, you said he's a smashing guy. Yeah, I like him. Nice kid. You know, um, which is a, a big plus. Mm. And, Make no mistake, he's going to be 100% for like it was he was for West Ham. He's going to be exact same for for Arsenal. Mm. They can rely on him not just on the pitch but off the pitch. Yeah, mm. which is always a big plus because players, the other players, won't even mess around, will look up to him and respect mm. him. Mm. So I get all that, but I'd sooner have Madison than Rice. A hundred percent. I mean, for me, Henderson and Rice. And this is the most stupid thing I've ever heard, but I do agree with it, are better without the ball than with the ball. And what I'll say is, I was watching Rice a lot on on the weekend, Arsenal against Man United, and I thought that United goal should have stood. I didn't see that as offside. And I think if it is offside, we need to change the rules because that was a perfectly good legal goal that should have won the game for them. But I watched Rice... And if you watch him for England as well, and Henderson, whenever a goalkeeper or a defender has got the ball, he will stand just behind the player of the opposite side. He don't come off at an angle to receive the ball on the half turn and take it out of his feet. He will point to where that defender should play the ball. And this is what happens with England. We play it to the fullback. The fullback can't get out, so we pulls the ball back, he plays it to the centre half, he plays it across the defence, he goes out to the left back, and the two midfield players, these what they call double pivots, another one is uh, Phillips as well, they're pointing to where the ball should be played. No, boys, where the ball should be played is at your bloody foot. So find space on that pitch, there's lots of space to be found. Find it, but they're not brave. Watch what causes team problems at yeah. an international level yeah. or any or any level. Because mm. I'm not one of these when they say at this level, 
you can't afford to make at any level. On a Sunday league, you can't afford to make mistakes. Absolutely. What causes the problem where he's going back all the time is yep. this. You should always play that ball on the front foot. Absolutely. With where he can either take it mm-hmm. forward himself yep. or he can look to play it forward. Yep. Right? Or he can play a one a little one-two to move on. But they don't. It's because his back foot. Then he's got to turn back out of it. Yeah. And then nine times out of ten, they go back. And then that's when people press them. They panic. They lose the ball. And then it's either a goal or an earlier goal. And the, the fans get panicky and start saying, get it away and a goal, that type of thing. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. But again, midfield players have got to be brave. And we haven't got brave players. They're all right when they ain't got the ball and they try and break down the play. And he'll just sit in front of that back four because that's what he likes to do. But I just, I, I, I like my England team or any team to get the ball. When any player's got the ball, he needs two or three options. Come off on angles, find space, pass. You only got to pass it again, have a little wall pass. Keep hold of the ball and, and play forward. Play the ball into space or into feet and play with your brain, your intelligence. And, and we sadly don't. We've got uh, a, 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 well, I can't never pronounce his name, but Eze, I think he's a fantastic football player. Eberichi Eze, um, James Madison, Jack Grealish and Phil Foden. Four brilliant midfield players, but I guarantee you he won't play Gabby. any of them. Won't play Gabby. any of them. Gabby, mm. open pray that we get Guardiola. Oh, 100%. You'll you'll see the difference, yeah, and you'll say, "Well, why couldn't that?" Because he doesn't see what Guardiola sees, no, and he sees a different game. That's no no disrespect to him. No, Guardiola is yeah. the elite, yeah. but we get obsessed with with our people and thinking, you know, uh, we're better than what we are, and we're not. No, we're not. And and again. If and when, and, and he will leave, all managers either leave or get sacked. When he goes, there is no top-flight elite side that will have Southgate as a manager, particularly in this country. Other countries that might look at it and look at stats and look at and think, oh, we'll, we'll take a punt on him because they don't know him that well. They haven't watched him that often. But they'll soon find out that he's a complete waste of time and, and he'll soon be getting the tin tack from wherever he goes. He's a bang average manager. And we need he him. He is. But he is so. You know, yeah. I, I can't believe how they think he's, he's, a, he's a great manager, mate. He amazes me. It absolutely amazes me. I think he's, I think he's awful. I really, truly think he's awful. I think he's a, he has a wonderful ability. He's such a nice guy, and that's it, about it I can say about him. Again, yeah, and I, and I, I like the and way... I like him as a player. Yeah, I, yeah, he was a good player. Again, I like the way he's integrated players into the team. I like the way that, you know, OK, they go overboard when they've got that... them blow-up things in the swimming pools and, and what have you, and then they adopted the cat. You know what I mean? I do think they go over the top playing the PC card, but he, he has made it a decent place for the players to go in. And it does look like it's a club situation rather than it's in England and you've got all players from different teams. I like Absolutely. 100%. 100%. And, and it, it, the acid test comes down to not what you do, but the way that you do it. 
And again, I go back. His selections are boring. He's too defensive. We will never win anything with Southgate. And if we do, it will be in spite of him, not because of him, because we've got some damn good football players. Yes. And we've got um, Ukraine on Saturday night too. Uh, in fact, Kitsch is in Poland at the moment because that's where England are going to be playing. I think he's in Krakow or Krakow or however you say it. And he sent me a picture. He direct messaged me. He said, I've just had to take this picture for you, Gab. I looked at it at the shop and it reminded me of you. And it was a shop that got Mavericks on it. So thanks, Kitsch, for that. <laughs> Absolutely got a Maverick shop in Krakow. I don't know what they're selling, but um, those Maverick players, we never will forget. We've got a few Maverick players in the England squad these days. But like the Mavericks of the 70s, all of them are going to be overlooked because Southgate wants to play it safe. But Ukraine, I mean, that should be, it should be a, a decent England win, shouldn't it? Well, yes, yes and no, but sometimes you know how England play. Yeah, but they so, haven't got so nothing, it, have they? Too. I mean, they eh? they haven't got nothing. I mean, I've seen them play. Okay, they beat us at, at Wolverhampton uh, probably two years ago now, wasn't it? But I've looked at them at times. Ukraine, I thought that apps. Oh, sorry, no, it was it was the Hungary, of course, that beat us, not the Ukraine. I've watched Ukraine a few times and thought they're absolutely awful. And England, well, England are top of the group. Yeah, yeah, but our media make them out to be um, good teams. These, or you know, you think they said, "Hang on a bit." I, I mean, there's a there's a war going off in Ukraine, and yet they're still playing a football match. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It baffles you. Yeah, it does. It baffles you. But again, the media make them out. If you put that Ukrainian national team into the English leagues, you would. I'm guessing you'd pitch them somewhere halfway up the championship. I don't think that I don't think they were a Premier League side. And then of course we take on Scotland. Uh, I believe it's Tuesday night. Young Tom's going up there with his mates. Um, England, well Scotland versus England. Uh, at, I think it's at Hampden Park, isn't it? Um, that is going to be a far more difficult game for England than the Ukraine game, simply because the, like jocks, said, the jocks will raise the game. Sorry. Isn't that like a centenary game? Yeah, it's it's um it's some kind of um game like that. I'm not sure what it's for. I wished it was every year, like we used to have the old home internationals, and I'd love them to bring that back. I mean, when you when you keep hearing all these cobblers about global warming and you know we should be buying all our produce locally and grow your own mushrooms down the bottom of the garden, why can't we have the home internationals? There's less travelling. Oh no, no, we have to go and play over in Indonesia or wherever. It's absolutely cobblers, but people again fall for it all the time. But I hope England don't fall for uh, Scotland because I I think that is going to be. A really difficult game. The Jocks will raise the game. They'll play like gladiators against England. I think if England ain't up for it, I think England uh, England may even get beat. Well, you know, the, it's a, they're very difficult, then. They are, you know, yeah. I'm like you. I think yeah. they've got some really, really quality players, mate. Yeah, I do. Um, and I know people will go on about us. Oh, no, I think we're fair. I think we're really fair. Mm-hmm. And everything you pointed out there will be, uh, as you said, the, the Scotland game will be a lot more difficult than the um, than the um, the Euro qualification game against yeah, the, the Ukraine. The, 
I think we play the same teams all practically all the time, don't yeah, we? Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. You know. I, I, again, I don't get all these qualification games for the Euros and the World Cup. I think when they're extending these tournaments like they have done, they might as well have all the top elite sides there and then the smaller teams, they have their qualification games to qualify for that said tournament. And then in the meantime, elite teams like England and France and Brazil and Argentina, they should all be playing each other. So anytime England plays any football team, it should be a team that's going to give us a proper match. Not like some of this rubbish that we play in uh, qualification groups. Because we get out the qualification groups, we go unbeaten, we go to a tournament, play the first decent team and then they get beat. I like the Nations League where you're paired against good nations in that league. I think it's a way forward, personally. Um, well, I won't be watching Eng- uh, England and Ukraine. I'll watch a different match. I'll see... Yeah. I'll see who's on what's got better quality. Uh, it's going to be more of an entertaining game than what's um, than what uh, the England game because it, it, this could be a one-sided game. Couldn't yeah, it? I think it will be. I think England does absolutely spank them. Eddie and Ketier as well has been called off. Uh, called up. It's got shades of Ivan Tony for me. Okay, I don't think he's got a gambling addiction. But in terms of, I don't think they'll get any minutes on the pitch. And I think that Southgate has only picked him uh, in the England squad because it just takes the heat off in picking Henderson, Maguire and uh, Calvin Phillips. Calvin Phillips, I don't think, has started any games. He's had very, very few minutes in the Premier League, if any, this season for Man City. Jordan Henderson is playing in the Saudi Professional League. I remember Southgate saying once, I pick players uh, on form and they have to play at a good standard like the Premier League. Well, Southgate and he has to be gone. playing. Them just Absol- three things he said. Absolutely. And, and everyone has been alive. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. And, 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 you know, and it is a lie. It he is, said, yeah. I say it as it is. Yeah. And then he's he, he's come out before the World Cup's going on about when they were going to Qatar, rainbow laces, rainbow this, LGB, whatever they are. Leave all your politics. We say this on the podcast, and this is what I like about Simon Jordan. Leave all of your politics out of football. Don't take the knee. Don't start getting in bed with these LGBT, anything political, because it will be a weapon that they will use to hit you with. And Southgate's been hit with it when he was talking about, oh, people keep going on about Jordan Henderson. He's gone to play in Saudi Arabia with all their human rights issues. No, 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 no. People, fans, question Jordan Henderson because he's playing in a Mickey Mouse league and you've always maintained you need to be playing at a top level for me to pick you to play for England. Southgate, you're an absolute hypocrite. The sooner you go, the better. And let's get somebody in decent, Pep Guardiola, who can actually run and coach a football team. So there we go. That's about the international break too. I know. I, I've done. I've done same thing as what you're saying with Guardiola, yeah. uh, with with the uh, Southgate. Yeah. It's never going to change with him. No. It, it, well, it can't because he is what he is. 
Leopards don't change their spots, and he certainly won't be either. Uh, Book Corner Tea in association with uh, myfootballbooks.com. Andy hasn't, uh, I think he's had a very busy week at work, so he hasn't given us a recommendation uh, this week. But I have noticed on his Facebook and Twitter feeds that he's been uh, promoting Big Mal by David Tussle, the high life and hard times of Malcolm Allison. I mean, what a legend. And by the way, on this day in 1927, uh, Malcolm Allison was born. Absolute legend, great coach. Great man of football. Went back to Man City. Didn't quite work. But apart from that, he was quite successful. Yeah, listen. The thing is with Malcolm, he went to Manchester City. Yep. And what he did, he... he I mean, he shouldn't have got rid of people like Barnes. He, he got this reputation about being um, a great coach. Yeah. And I'm not saying he wasn't. And yep. I mean, I like Malcolm. and. They tried to sign me then, you know, when he were at uh, Crystal Palace, Malcolm and uh, Teddy Venables. You know, they came to watch me at Darlington. And uh, and he was, you know, that big hat he used to wear. Yeah, that, that fedora. Like, fedora. Fedora, fedora warning, yeah. Uh, and and, and you, you thought somebody scored a goal. Because what had happened, it, it, it fell. Uh, the chair broke, or it fell off the chair. The, <laughs> the wooden chair come back up and he fell off the chair. They were all uh, laughing at him, you know, raw. Uh, but he got his reputation of a coach, a great coach. Still likes him, doesn't he? Yeah, I you mean, know. I, I think but anybody that's worked with him What I'm trying to say is, does. without being critical to Malcolm, mm. um, he did he did well at Crystal Palace. But at Manchester City, Joel Mercer uh, had built up a team, pair of them together. Yep. You know, and then he got the job. And then he goes and gets rid of... And he liked young players, didn't he? Yeah, he, he did. Went and got, uh, he got rid of Peter Barnes and... Mm-hmm. Um, Gary Owen, which was establishing themselves as England internationals, and then he signs a McKenzie. Where did he yeah. sign that McKenzie from? For a lot of money. Yeah. Um... McKenzie, Norwich? Norwich? No, I don't know. I can't remember. Oh, I remember... the centre forward who signed for Yeah, Norwich, yeah. Jo- um, Justin Fashion is from Norwich. Cluffy bought him. He bought yeah. uh, no, Kevin, Reeves. About... Kevin Reeves. Kevin Reeves from it? Norwich. Reeves. Kevin Reeves. Kevin Reeves. Yeah. But I, I, I shared the current view, um, a lovely, um, wasn't a documentary, it's a Q&A with, um, well, it's just a, a, a show, Garth Crooks is talking with Malcolm Allison and he's talking about his upbringing, he's talking about his career. And to listen to the rest of this podcast, head on over to www.patreon.com forward slash SRB Media. Thank you.